is Lena solo hosting today for Married to Medicine. Thanks for joining me on Let's Face Reality with Bravo. Today's recap is Married to Medicine, but I hope you've all been doing great today. I'm actually doing this recap, it's almost 11 p.m., but I'm trying to get these episodes coming the day after they air. I'm trying to get in a flow of things, and I know the schedule right now during fall is a little bit crunched up right now with the Bravo shows, but I know it's going to ease up as it becomes closer to spring, I hope. I don't know. If not, I'm still enjoying what I'm doing, so it's all good here. So let's get into the episode of the recap. We're on season 10, episode 5 of Married to Medicine. So we start out at Quad's house with Phaedra. Quad is surprised that Heavily was actually so open arms with her because she hasn't stayed in contact with Quad and she kind of befriended the new wife of Quad's ex-husband, Sweetie. Plus, I, in my opinion, Heavenly does stir the pot a little bit too much, but Heavenly brings so much entertainment, so I'm kind of fine with it. It's just the things that she says and her dynamic with her family is something I like watching, but I digress. So Heavenly does come over and she says in her confessional that she understands Quad and she views Quad as a little sister, but she compares her relationship to Quad with her sister. And I'm not too sure if that's actually good because I feel like how you treat your sister should be a little different than how you treat your friend, you know, have a little bit of boundaries, but also have a bond with them that's not like similar to a sibling bond. I guess that's my opinion on things, but as we move on, we have uh, the commentary that comes from the ladies they're talking about sweet tea's wedding excuse me my mouth gets a little dry over here and they're not really uh they're not really talking nicely of sweet tea's wedding they were saying that the drapes were wrinkled the flowers were dying and look the wedding was rushed i personally am not the type to want to judge on people's weddings because I'm a firm believer that most people that come to your wedding are coming to judge it. I shouldn't even think like that because once I do have my big day, I don't want to think and be pessimistic in in that manner. But I mean, I feel like they could have cut her some slack, but I mean, she is marrying Dr. G, so can't really ask for much in that one. But Quad is kind of questioning her friendship with Heavenly, which she has every right to because Heavenly did go ghost on her when they keep telling Quad why she hasn't reached out to them. I mean, the phone does work both ways. So I would expect if I kind of disappeared a bit, I do want my friends to reach out to me and make sure that I'm good. Maybe I'm going through something or I feel ashamed or embarrassed about something. And I don't know, I'd want my friends back. Maybe I'd feel too embarrassed to reach out to them. And they kind of should have taken it to consideration. But that's just my opinion. I, I really like Quad, so. But my opinions do change episode by episode, so I might not like her next episode. But yeah, she says that Quad doesn't take ownership of anything, which is true. And we will see that by the end of the episode when Quad comes out of that coffin. Spoiler. But while Phaedra's eating her watermelon, she's Phaedra is seriously sitting there, rocking her head back and forth like a tennis ball as Heavenly and Quad quite like peacefully go at it a bit and then resolve their problem. So 
We're going into the next scene with Jacqueline and the lesbian moms that come in who are pregnant. And she's doing her thing, being an OBG, and I like seeing how personable she is with her patients. She basically starts to tell her patient that she shouldn't be eating unhealthy food, and they do talk about how they are less taken care of when it comes to black women in the healthcare industry, and I completely agree with that. I am not a black woman, so I... I'm not in their shoes to fully grasp what it is that they go through when they know that they need to be surrounded by healthcare providers because a lot of them will not put their best interest at heart. And I think it's something that needs to be talked about more. And I'm glad that she does have a doctor like Jacqueline that she doesn't need to worry about in this industry. So I'm glad like personally for me, if I lived in that area, I would have Jacqueline as my OBG. I feel like she's very calm. She's cool calm and collected she knows what she's doing and I enjoy that in a housewife so we go on to Simone and her husband and oh I love me some Simone okay she is making vision boards to remember the good times that they have and I like this because it's bringing up memories that you have together as a family which helps one another to bond and I think that is important because a lot of times people focus on the issues that they currently have and they forget about all the stuff that they did together to grow to build their family their careers and I think that's pretty crucial in a situation like this so We're going in here and she asks her husband what he told Miles about summer school and getting an internship and Simone really wants her and her husband to discuss things together and I agree because she wants her kids to be the best that they can be and she doesn't want them to keep depending on her. I mean her her boys are grown men they're not little boys and I think that that's something they need to take into consideration but just my opinion but I really do like how Simone's actually pretty open with how her sons aren't up to par with what she wants them to be. So where were we? We go back and we start to notice that Simone's husband is actually a little bit too laid back. And I would have assumed a father who has sons, he would push his sons a little more because no dad wants to see his sons struggle when they get older. So I really hope that her husband grasps the concept of pushing your kids and maybe sometimes tough love is important. But, you know, I mean, her son is 26. He's not 18 anymore. And in order for a man to be a man and to be able to take care of a family, he needs to be able to take care of himself first. Okay. So we're going on to this next scene with Phaedra looking extra as always. Let me just tell you, I watched Real Housewives of Atlanta and I love Phaedra. I just didn't love what she did to Candy at the end. And I don't know how she's getting away with being on Married to Medicine without actually showing proof of her her doctor man. But I guess production likes her enough that she can get away with it. So Phaedra's doing an event for the ladies because a cast member has been exiled, a.k.a. quad. So Phaedra wants to bring everyone together. And I mean, I would say that's pretty mature of Phaedra, but knowing her, she's doing this to stir the pot. So I'm not surprised whatsoever. So then Phaedra says in her confessionals, I believe everyone deserves a second chance. As an attorney, honey, we are all afforded due process. So I'm just giving Quad her constitutional rights. (laughs) I can't believe, I mean, hey, She's, she's putting her lawyer, her lawyer work to use. So 
I'll give her props on that. I mean, maybe they just brought Phaedra in to stir the pot this season and maybe she's doing the right thing because I feel like without Phaedra, Quad might have not been able to be in this season. So the fact that Phaedra is sending her son out to open this briefcase to every housewife in front of their house is priceless. Heavenly shuts the door at her son and that's funny way to invite others it reminds me of the bunny being sent around in salt lake city and the clown or meme guy the guy who they stay quiet i guess um who's sent over the invites to the ladies of potomac i think that's i think i'm remembering it right so phaedra just loves her suspense guys that's what i got from it we go into the next scene where the shop bar technicians are coming over to toya's house it seems like Today's all about comfort for Toya, and she says that when the ladies arrive, she wants them to, I'm not sure if these are B, they said that they're being provided, what, B-complex and other vitamins, some health, I don't know what the injection is for, are they just getting an IV filled? I don't know, I'm not equipped to understand, but they show Sweet Tea is back from her honeymoon in Dubai. Girl, she was in Dubai, good for, good for Sweet Tea. I hope it was well, but she does say that she was on her period the day they arrived. So, you know, they couldn't, what is it? I'm not even going to say the word. I'm not about to butcher it and be told I'm saying it wrong. You guys know what I'm trying to say. She had to get the deed done after the wedding. So Simone does ask Sweetie about it. And she talks about how she just got her period and that she's been having irregular periods. And it's really nice to see her being able to talk to Simone about this because Simone is an OBG and she's able to give her some advice and basically tell her to go get it checked out because Sweetie's also having some pelvic pain. So it's good that they're there to support her for it. But Sweetie does see the invitation from Phaedra. And she sees that she's not invited because they want to fix the friendship with Quad without including Sweetie. Toy is obviously not happy about it, and this leads me to believe, obviously what we see in next scene, Toya allows Sweetie to crash this party. So we go into the next scene where all the ladies are in the car going to Phaedra's event. There's two separate cars. So Toya sneakily invited Sweetie, and Sweetie was not given an invitation. Sorry guys, I just keep drinking my water because my mouth is getting dry as I'm doing this. And we see in another scene where they arrive at the funeral home. So the women are uncomfortable. And it says on the clock at the bottom of the screen that it's actually 11 p.m. So that's pretty late. And it's they're kind of building up the suspense here. Toy is dressed a little too risky for this funeral home. But I love the outfit. The music's even creepy that they're playing. And they're waiting for a corpse to come out. Phaedra's acting like she is going to crucify someone at the ceremony. She made everyone dress in black and Phaedra just talks in metaphors and it seems to ease the calm before the storm. I can't even take Phaedra seriously in this moment if you want me to be honest, but Phaedra, do your thing. Do your thing, girlfriend. Phaedra raises up her arms and covers her entire body in this weird way with a trumpet playing and it's like jazz music and a casket that seems to carry a body in there. But not just anybody, it's who? Quad comes out in the flesh, dressed in white. When I tell you I fell to the floor, I mean, I knew Quad was going to come out, but the way Heavenly was hysterically laughing. That woman did not take anything seriously. And obviously Toya, 
has that blank stare, that poker face. And uh, <laughs> the things these ladies will do to come up with a scene is um, its comical. I mean, it's not called TV for nothing, is it? So Quad says that she is well-rested, and they ask if Mariah's going to come out too. Kind of hope Mariah comes at some point, maybe in the next couple seasons to stir the pot a bit, but we'll see. Quad then makes an announcement that she wants to bury the pettiness, turmoil, and strife in this group. So she asks who's ready. She asks Jackie to bury the hatchet, and Jackie says there's no issue here. She asks Heavenly, and she says back to Quad that she has no problem with anyone and points out why Sweet Tea crossed her off of the wedding. As if Heavenly didn't talk badly about Sweet Tea at the wedding in front of Sweet Tea's, what was it, her... Her bride, it's not even her bridesmaid, it's the maid of honor. And she expected that not to get back to her. I mean, at this point, Sweetie just knows what she's doing. She knows how to get into arguments. She knows how to get out of it. And that's what keeps her coming. She knows how to resolve her issues with the ladies as well. So Sweetie yells that Heavenly beat her husband with a frying pan. And I could see the wheels in Heavenly's face turn. They both stand up against one another. Heavenly yells and says Sweet Tea has daddy issues. And that's why she is with a man double her age. Yikes. I mean, Sweet Tea is, was it, didn't she say she's on a page for women who are dating men double their age? That, I feel like that kind of says it all, but I don't know. You guys tell me what you think about that. That's, um, oh, I just hit that. Sorry, guys. All right. Well, now we have Quad going at it again. I mean, Quad can be good, but then she goes on and asks Simone if she accepts her and wants her back in the group. And I like how Simone goes about it. Simone asks if Quad sees them all as equals, but Quad says she sees all the ladies as one. And I hope she means that when she says it. But then we have Toya. Her turn comes because Toya said that Quad slept with a contractor not sure if it's true, but they say the name about another one. Like, basically, Toya says she slept with a contractor. Quad says it about Toya, about the neighbors. It's all over the place. I personally feel like marriage isn't something to attack. But um, if these ladies want to do it, I'm not stopping them. No one's stopping them. We love it a little bit as fans. But Phaedra brings up the relationships in the group and says if anything happened to anyone... What, what was I going to say here? I was like messing up with my notes. Yeah, if she wants to talk to anyone, would anyone want to bring up any news? She wants to everyone to clear up the air. So Sweet Tea brings up Phaedra bringing Quad to the bachelorette party or the bridal shower party, which Phaedra shouldn't have, but she just sips her wine in her little malicious way. And Phaedra says she explained why, but there is no excuse for it. I didn't really see an apology there, but we digress. So Quad said... That she came because she heard Sweet Tea has been talking about her on social media. Jackie and Simone are basically the mediators of this. And Simone asks what they could do to keep things in the past. But Toya says that she doesn't want Quad to say malicious things about her family. Quad calls called Toya's family thieves. That's a big yikes. And Toya cheats around the neighborhood. Bigger yikes. Quad gets very heated. 
Um, because Toya keeps pointing in Quad's face. I mean, honestly, let, let's be honest. They were both pointing at each other's faces, but I kind of feel like Quad started it first. And I would be annoyed if I was Toya as well. I would have put my hand on her face and maybe... Honestly, I'm weak, so I, I would not have done any of that. I just would have told her to get out of my face and started yelling. Quad says that she wants to say more. I don't know what more she could say because Quad didn't really apologize or address her own wrongdoings to the group. So I wasn't really sure what she was expecting from them. So she wants to bring up that everyone else, what everyone else did to her when they shouldn't even be rehashing the past if they want to work out, if they want to work this out between the cast. And like I said, Quad didn't own her part. It ended with the ladies eating together. They laughed a little bit, but you could tell nothing is going to be resolved between Quad and Toya for a while. I don't know if maybe their storyline is going to be that their relationship is fixed by the end. But I, after those allegations, I just, I don't really, I don't see a resolution coming. So I hope something is going to be fixed on that end. But we'll have to stay tuned with it. But the preview showed that Simone is going to be making some rules for her son. And I think that's actually really important. You need, like I said, tough love especially for the boys. I feel like it's, you know, sometimes coddle your daughters, give them more, but more tough love on boys. I see it that way. I think, I think that's a better way to see it. Um, obviously I'm not saying not to push girls, but I just feel like girls are more, they listen to their parents more than men do. So, and then we see that heavenly sees her daughter's accepting. Oh God. She's getting accepted into a school in Florida. I think this is Heavenly's worst nightmare. I don't think she wants this to happen. And, you know, I know it's, I mean, I'm not a mom. I don't know how it feels. But even me, I feel like it's hard for me to leave and go live on my own and leave my parents. I mean, I am a Middle Eastern, so it's not that normal for girls to leave their houses unless they get a job far away or something like that. I went to a commuter school, so I was the gal that stayed at home. But we, it also ends with, apparently the ladies are taking a cast trip to Napa. Very, very fancy. So let's stay tuned to that. I think that's actually going to be a very good episode next. This one was a little bit of a filler episode, but Married to Medicine will still be one of my number one franchises. And I think that's all I have for this recap. But I really hope that you guys will subscribe, follow, rate, five star whatever story you want whatever you guys think I need to fix on this platform I am planning on posting this on YouTube I did make an Instagram account also let's face reality with Bravo and going to be working on the social media end of it I'm still trying to tweak and understand that part so let's hope it gets easier with time but the recaps I'm loving this is something I've been wanting to do for a while and finally got myself to get into it so I'm excited I hope you guys enjoy this episode and leave me tips if I need any which obviously there will always be constant improvement this is still my third episode so thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you have a great rest of your day signing off